Hey, what's up guys? Z here. We just finished recording episode 12 of Apricot Jams. It's an interview. It's our first ever interview with my good friend Autumn Ice Air, who directed a short that I wrote a couple years ago. Hope you guys like it. Enjoy. What's up guys? I'm here with Autumn Ice, about to have a conversation about stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how about, do you remember how we met? We were kids. Art school, right? Yeah, yeah, we were little kids. I think I might have been like 13 or some shit, 13 or 14. And you were you were a Damn. bit younger. You were like 8 yeah, or 9 dude, at that yeah, time. Yeah, I was there around like 8 years old. Yeah, it's a trip. And then I ran into you a few years after that at one of the reunion events. Yeah. And you had a little CD with like a movie that you were working on or like a short that you were working on. Probably. I don't yeah. even remember, but probably, yeah. I, pr- I think that's how I ended up, like, kind of reconnecting with you. And then I don't... After that, I think... You- yeah, like, we had mutual friends. Alexi, yeah. Yeah, we had, we had a lot of mutual friends, so then we started seeing each other in the yeah. same places. Yeah, and and then just from there. We, we started working on projects at some point, right? Mm-hmm. So the first one was Hard Right. Yeah, it was. Film. Yeah, it so. was. It's an interesting place to start, considering yeah. everything that happened during production and how crazy it was. And yeah. It all happened so fast. You know what I mean? You guys really like put it into work. It was it was a beautiful thing to see. For for being that young and taking a production that seriously, that's what I really liked. You know, yeah. like all of us were like much younger, obviously, mm-hmm. and, and we're they're like we were taking it very seriously, so it was at a pro level, you know? It was the most serious production I'd ever been a part of. Same. Yeah. 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 It was nuts. Yeah, and then um, having, like, SAG involved and all that, mm-hmm. like, all this paperwork just to get certain <laughs> people on board and shit like Guild that. shit that I had yeah. to do. Yeah. It's funny. And this isn't even, like, even close to the highest level. This is just the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But anyway, I mean... That film was, it's still not out, obviously. For those who don't know, it's not out. But there are multiple cuts of it. And yeah. we're discussing a newer cut and just like revamping the story a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it was very fun to work on. I had a lot of fun, yeah. man. Even the script, I mean, just writing it was like. Yeah, we threw ideas back and forth, changed stuff around. It became all of ours. Yeah. That's what was so awesome about yeah. it. We all believed in it. Yeah, so that was really fun. And then just, like, the actors were very professional. And, like, nobody was yeah. clowning around and being a diva or anything like that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, everybody was very professional. So that, like, much respect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't get that too often. No, you know? man. It's rare. Especially on, like, smaller productions. You yeah. Know? yeah. I think over we got l- more lucky than we got unlucky overall as far as how... You know, how much people respected the project. Yeah. You can sometimes, there's way too many people that don't give a fuck and then it just falls apart. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm really happy with it overall. It's a, for a first film, I'm, I'm honored and blessed. Yeah, man. Same. It, it was like a crazy experience. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. So that is gonna, it's gonna come out soon, I think. I think it's so gonna be like uh, it's gonna be like our Logan, you know? Yeah, worked gonna, on yeah, for <laughs> aged film and shit. Yeah. Like it comes back like even more rated R than before or yeah, some shit like, like that. Is did that really happen with Logan? They worked on it for a long time. Logan, it was no, it was like they just kind of 
took that character. I don't know if you saw the movie, but I did several times. Yeah, yeah, it was fucking awesome. I mean, they just took that character and what he had been. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then like just converted him into like this aged badass and. You know the the situations and shit in that movie are so cool. Like yeah. it's so original. The fact that Professor X is aging and he has these fucking seizures yeah. that to make the world around him <laughs> freeze. Yeah, like mental disorder. It makes sense. You yeah. know, like, like imagine a mutant that had that. You know. Yeah, dude. It gave you a completely new perspective on what it means to be a mutant. How later in life it fucking yeah. sucks. Logan was really like a western yeah like an x-men western you know mm-hmm. truly yeah it was crazy props to james mangold director definitely and i like the villain the dude who played the villain in that movie this the guy with the arm yeah with the southern accent he, he's in the new predator he's from narcos too yeah yeah i like what they did with that guy yeah the new predator looks really good too by the way i just rewatched the original predator yeah. like like when i was last week when i was at home Oh my god! I can always rewatch that movie. I can never get enough of it. I hadn't seen it from beginning to end ever. I think really, it was always in bits and pieces because it was on TBS. Oh shit! And <laughs> you know, I'd catch the part of the end or part of the beginning, and it was kind of like a horror movie. It came out after Alien, and I can see the influence Alien had on it. It came yeah. out like three or four. No, actually, I don't remember. It was like five ish years mm. after Alien. Alien was seventy nine, I think, and Predator was mid eighties. And the suspense, it's like a horror film, but you don't think of it as a horror film. Yeah. Because some of the parts are just like really fucking suspenseful for that time. Yeah, it takes a very like standard model of of, of filmmaking where like a, a lot of films are that model of taking a few people and putting them in a house and murdering all of them. Yeah, Except, one at a time. <laughs> putting them in a jungle or putting them in something else. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like the same model, but it's such a unique take and it's, it's fucking original. It still holds up as a classic till today. You know? Yeah, man. Yeah. So how Arnold survives, and then he's just pure badassery. Oh man! Like he finds a way to fuck that thing up somehow. <laughs> yeah, it's like my favorite Arnold movie. I think, dude. It's Next so to Conan. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so good. I I enjoyed it a lot, man. I enjoyed watching the ending sequence where he was just like planning everything like an engineer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, remember the scream he does. In that movie, oh yeah, when he's like waiting for the predator in the in the middle of the night, that moment was amazing. Yeah, so some, goes, he lights the fire and goes. <laughs> somebody on YouTube took that uh, took that clip and extended his roar for like five minutes and put a bunch of shots of just buildings shattering and shit like that. <laughs> and at the end of the video, the predator just pops its head out. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, epic movie. <laughs> but yeah, so that's how we met and we started working on shit and, you know, now we're working on more shit and and I'm very happy to be part of it. Me so, too, man. Yeah. But tell me, how about, do you recall any stories from that set that were, you know, I know we had a blast, but there were some fucking tough moments. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I know we had some, with the with the sound department, that was the biggest issue I know. Like we didn't even realize till the end of the movie how bad the sound was wrecked. Yeah, he wrecked it, and it's something you can't. Like, oh my god! Like, bro. Yeah, <laughs> and, and like we just didn't know better at the time, but you could tell looking back that like this guy was just sitting there 
blasting the fucking levels and not giving a fuck yeah just talking blah 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 he was like yelling yeah, shit out and, and then we like <laughs> listened to the sound later and you could hear planes taking off yeah and, dude you know like we're like dude what the fuck was he even pointing <laughs> it at was he pointing it at the sky or at the characters you know <laughs> i didn't give a fuck how has he been working for that long, I, yeah. he was probably just like one of those dudes where he's like, I'm not getting paid enough to give a fuck about this. Yeah, but he's like an award winner, quote unquote, you know, Emmy award winning, this and that. Yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. It doesn't make a difference. At the end of the day, I met Alan because of that whole issue. Yeah. And then, and then he saved whatever he could from that He sound, helped us you know? a lot, for sure. Yeah. So that was crazy. Yeah. Three days of just like sleepless sound editing and cleaned it up like impressively so yeah, man i'm excited I'm yeah excited. we had to re-record dialogue i remember yeah adr and stuff mm-hmm. but yeah so tell me about what you're working on now right now i'm working on growing uh the main the original goal was twitch stream because i stopped working in advertising last october but it was one of the best things that's ever happened to me it was uh, completely, you know, and my wife was pregnant at the time. Boom. I was like, oh, shit. However, not being in that environment anymore. Because you've watched Mad Men, right? Yeah. yeah, I've seen. I mean, I haven't seen the entirety of it, but I've seen clips. You got the gist it. of yeah. what it's the drama and like the personality types and what goes on in an advertising agency. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's very, it's, it's pretty close to that in my experience. S- really? similar drama similar personalities yeah dude it was it was crazy and it was toxic mm. unless you really it was toxic for me because unless you really want to be in that atmosphere and you're cutthroat and you like want to climb the ladder and you're willing to kiss people's asses and tell people what they want to hear and shit you know yeah. if you're down for that it's not toxic at all because you're just climbing the ladder but for me it was like this isn't my vibe i'm not all about this you yeah, know? you can never. You could put up with that type of stuff for a certain amount of time, but after a while, it just becomes like you you can't you can't take it anymore. Yeah, you know what I mean, you got to change up the pace or change up the environment, your workspace, you know, shit like that. Yeah. So I, I got one not being in there. I was way happier. It was like it wasn't until I left that environment that I realized what it was doing to me. Mm. So after it was gone, I was like, "Oh, this is amazing." <laughs> time to do something i actually enjoy because this was just like pointless why was i doing this to myself yeah 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 definitely i mean but coming from that from that world of like advertising agency what's what are some of the similarities that you got from that show that you like faced in real life man there's so many for me personally i worked in art Mm -hmm. and the art department is is always considered second class next to the account people. Hmm. The account people always feel like they're the ones who are, and they and they are. They're interfacing with the clients. You know, the actual, the, for, they're the closest to the source of the money. Yeah, that's the best way I can put it. You and know? they kind of have to sell you your work. Mm-hmm. Exactly, your work sells the product. Exactly, and yeah. if they can't sell it properly, if they can't speak to it right. You know, that can also affect us. I'm sure they give you shit for it. Oh yeah, even they, if it's their fault. They try to art direct you, you know. They they're on the account side and they're just like, "No, you're going to change this to this." And sometimes you're just like, "No." That completely destroys the original intent of yeah. what we're doing. 
there's that kind of shit, which is pretty common. You know, there's relationships or like relationships that don't work out. And all of a sudden, two people become really weird with each other. In the office. In the office. Mm. And one of them always ends up leaving because they just can't take it. I've seen that happen so many times. Wow. Yeah. You see that happen anywhere, really, in yeah. life. Yeah. That's definitely. just a common thing. Yeah. It's probably just a more um, stressful environment, though. You, know? you mean overall because of that situation? Yeah. No, yeah. Which one did you no, mean? I mean? I mean, like, that agency already being so fast-paced, like, it, it adds on top of the stress. You know? Yeah, big time. It makes yeah. it unbearable. So that's what you're... You left that place... What are you creatively pursuing now for yourself? Man, every fucking avenue that I can yeah. right now. And it feels good. I'm happiest when I'm creating shit. Even even if it's something that's not that great, building up on the way to something great, which is what a lot of these things are. Like I'm working on my art, which I haven't worked on in over a decade. A lot of the stuff that I've been posting lately are all of my old work. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm working right now, getting my technique polished again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels good to just be growing and learning and getting back into it. And Man, because, you know, yeah, we used like, to do it all the time. It's a muscle. So you're just exercising it again, getting it back into shape pretty much. Exactly. Yeah, it's always it's always good. But the problem is, like, with art and creating and everything, it's... It's all about your fucking mood. It really is. It's the most annoying thing because it's like one thing ruins your day, your whole mood's off, and you can't be creative. Even if you have to sit down for a job that day and be creative, it's 10 times harder. That's Oh, yeah. Way 10 times harder. If you're actually doing something, if you're working in a way that you enjoy, like no one's up your ass and telling you what to do. Yeah. You can Sometimes you can break through those moods with your work. However, if you're just doing somebody else's shit... And it's what they want you to do. It's like, I'm going to, no. Yeah, it's the last thing you want to be working on. Yeah. 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 But it's, that's the thing. It's like, you got to, you got to learn to push through, I guess. That's a training of its own. Exactly. You know, one that we still haven't mastered, you know, that takes forever. That is the hardest part, man. And at at this stage in my evolution towards hopefully getting to somewhere as an artist, it's figuring out for me how to just exercise those feelings, you know, find yeah. a way to make something beautiful out of the shit mood that I'm in or like, you know, something that's not right or use it as a way to be happier. Yeah. Which, which the legends kind of mastered. Exactly. You could almost like these, these like super pros, even in the industry now, when you tell them you want something right off the top of their head, they've seen so many designs. They just pick it out of their brain and start fucking sketching it right there. And they're like, is this what you want? And you're like, yeah. You know? Yeah, dude. How the fuck did you do that? It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so that... And and they don't have to be in any mood to do that. They're like... They've broken through that fucking threshold, you know? Yeah, dude. So that's crazy. That's, that's true mastery, I guess. Big time. So you're just creating for, on whatever platform... I can possibly do it. Yeah, I'm editing video of the Twitch stream to the Twitch stream. I record every day for about five or six hours. Tell me about that. Tell me about the Twitch channel and how you started it and why. Well, my friends had been telling me about Twitch streaming for at least the past three or four years. 
And I never took it seriously because I only had ever watched one guy play this one game that I couldn't figure out. And he helped me beat it by just watching him play it. Wow. So after I, after I stopped working in advertising, I was like, I want to try. If there's any job that I would love to try the most, it would be this. To try and play video games for a living. So I did it. I started it in October and I hit it and I was very skeptical. I was like, let me just see what happens. Let me do this for a month. And people started watching. Like I got like one or two consistent viewers in a month. Nice. Sounds like nothing, but it was a confirmation that somebody likes my shit. Yeah, it starts somewhere. It starts somewhere. So I just built on that. Right now I'm almost at 600 followers and it's still growing at a fucking snail's pace. It's mm. slow, dude. But it's if you're consistent, you slowly start to grow. Yeah. And it just depends on how much you're willing to grind and how much you're willing to move forward when you're seeing no fucking progress. And then think about those 600 people recommending it to a bunch of other people, how fast that'll grow then. You exactly. Know? Exactly. So yeah, you do have to keep it consistent. But I, so, so you just heard about it, thought it was interesting, and you wanted to try it out. And now you're having fun with it. I know it's still hard as fuck. I mean, I'm trying to have fun with it, but when you're playing a competitive game every mm. single day for like six hours and you're playing ranked matches and you're getting these teammates that are just the worst, you're playing a team game. It's a five on five game. And you get the little kids on your team. Yeah, dude. They're just And it's just like, I feel like at this point, Riot Games is trolling me. Like, like they, somebody over there knows I'm a streamer and they think it's funny to just watch me rage at the fact that my team suck. <laughs> so they're just queuing me up with the worst fucking people. Probably. Yeah. They love that shit. They do. They love seeing people rage. Yeah. And the kid trolls are the worst. Those don't even bother me anymore. Those, <laughs> it, I've been doing this for almost nine months at beginning and the beginning I was like, actually, I felt something when they said shit. You know, yeah. I was affected by it emotionally. Wanted to break your computer screen. Yeah, but it's it's come to the point where it's just like, like it. I don't even want to say I don't care anymore because I do, but it just doesn't make me my emotions rise anymore. It's just like, how can I react in a funny way to this little doucher? You know? Oh, dude, some of the insults that I've received. Sometimes they're hilarious. Sometimes it's you're just that's so creative. You know, like how did you right. come up with that combination? You yeah. should. <laughs> oh man i love those moments but they're rare usually it's just someone just being a complete fuckhead oh yeah <laughs> like insulting your existence and your 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 soul when you just make a mistake in a game yeah they take it way too seriously but these kids are just like dude fuck they, yeah yeah like, man they take it so serious yeah, shooting their own teammates if they can if even. they can oh like, they do they shoot you by not trying in league, you can't hurt your own teammates, but you can just stop giving a fuck and make your team lose. Oh, of course. Yeah, just tilt your entire team. Yeah, not do anything, just stand there until mm -hmm. you get kicked out or something. Or just walk up to the enemy and don't attack and just let them kill you over and over again. Oh, gosh. Yeah, dude, it's demoralizing. Yeah. Even in a game that's not like, like Counter-Strike, you don't snowball. If you die, if you, if you die the enemy doesn't get stronger. Mm -hmm. In league, they do. Oh, shit. So you can really fuck your team over because the enemy's just going to get stronger and stronger. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's bad news. That's, that's what I liked about Counter-Strike and like shooters like that. Whereas if there was a douche on your team who was just being just the worst, it wouldn't tilt your team as hard because it couldn't make the enemy stronger. You couldn't necessarily see it happening because you're focused on your own screen. You know, you have your own 
viewpoint. You can only see what's coming out of your eyes, and that's what you got. Mm-hmm. In League, there's an overhead view, so you can see what's going on everywhere. It's like this god's eye. Yeah, like those strategy games and Starcraft and, and like, shit, civilization yeah. and stuff. Right? <laughs> exactly, which only makes you more irritated when your teammates don't play well. Because you can see it. Because you can see exactly what I they're doing. I see you motherfuckers yeah. stop fucking up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's crazy. So, I mean, what's your setup, though? Like, you have yourself on the side of the screen, right? Yeah, I Reacting do. Reacting to things. Yes, I have, like, a little smaller version of myself at the bottom. Yeah. yeah. Are, yeah. You, are you green screened out? I was, and then I got rid of the green screen just because it was easier, and I wanted to see if people didn't give a fuck, and no one gave a fuck. They mm. were, In fact, they were just like, don't do it. You don't need it. Just oh, extra see. work for you. And I was just like, you know what? You're right. The lighting is hard. I'm still trying to nail the lighting. And I've got this LED strip that I had put above, but it's just way too much light. I think I'm going to have to like change it up. My setup is changing all the time. Like I'm always experimenting with mic placement and camera placement and computer setups. Like originally I had a one PC setup. Because I just had one PC. It yeah. was my, it was the computer was used for streaming as well as processing the game. Did you build this? I had built this computer like five or six years ago, so it was it was getting old. And when I was doing that, I started to notice that my quality was like stopping at a certain point. I couldn't. My computer literally couldn't pump out a higher quality stream. So, um, what I did was I did a two. I built a two PC setup. So now I have a dedicated PC that just streams, like it gets the signal and streams it out to Twitch. That just uses processing power. And then the, my other computer, the gaming PC, has a strong graphics card. Oh, I see. That processes the game and anything else that I need, to, like music, all that shit. Yeah. I recently just went back to a single PC setup, only I combined all the strongest parts of both computers into one like mega one, I guess. Nice. Um, and it looks good. It looks good. So far, I'm just, I'm worried that the toll it's going to, like, because when the processor and the graphics card in one machine are both fired up, fired up, I feel like the life is shorter. So Mm. I don't know. It's looking good though. So at some point you want to separate them. I think I'm going to separate them again, but the problem is the HDMI cable that connects the two computers cuts some of my signal quality out. Like you lose some data. Oh, I see. Yeah. When you're just streaming off of the computer that's processing it, it's at full quality. Yeah. That's the, why I went back. Nice. Yeah. So what's your monitor then? What are you using? I have a 240 hertz gaming monitor. It's a pretty solid. uh, 240 hertz is crazy. Yeah. Fast refresh rate. But Twitch doesn't do more than 60. So all it's good is for me from a gaming perspective. I see more frames than anybody else. So hopefully I can react to shit more quickly. Um, But I wish I could pump out 240 hertz. Oh my God. That would be amazing. That would be insane. Yeah. Yeah. So, So it's on Twitch, but you're also putting it on YouTube. Right? Yeah. Or are you just cutting segments for YouTube? Um, for In the beginning, I was just cutting segments. Mm-hmm. And then I started also recording my streams directly onto YouTube. But I wasn't getting much success from that at all. Like, there was almost no growth. Um, aside from me getting views and me getting some followers, it just didn't seem worth it. Because, I don't know, YouTube doesn't seem like the right audience for streaming yet. Most people on YouTube want to see videos. Yeah. You know? Yeah, hard, that's true. Hardly ever got anybody in there. So now I went back to cutting segments. I, I create clips. Twitch allows you to create clips while streaming. Oh, yeah. nice. If you have it open in a separate browser, you can just click clip this. And then it gives you a little second window where you can choose which part you want to clip and then just save it. Super dope. I've been using that to create clips. And so if there's like an epic moment and you want to... Boom. Yeah. I just immediately clip it. And, and man, honestly, it's not the same. From an editing perspective, the best way to create great videos 
is to sit there and watch the entire stream over again. And that's how you know what the real funny parts are. Yeah. Yeah. It, the, you do have to watch something after you've either shot it or recorded it in its entirety just to in your you make these mental notes of what's good and what's trash. You yeah. Know what I mean? Exactly. Which parts you need to cut out. So yeah, definitely. And the only and you know the stuff that I clip is is all epic moments. I don't capture those little funny moments. You know those you just say something a certain way or yeah. Like, plus I was gonna ask sometimes you're in the heat of the battle and you forget maybe right hundred yeah. percent yeah once I once I get to a certain level I want to hire an editor to just watch the streams and be sort of highlighting as he's watching and cu- clipping and then creating the video nice you know so you want to have these videos at some point of just your like highlight moments exactly and then are you going to put original music on that or are you gonna i've done that a couple times yeah but then like it depends on the type of clips i get if i get all epic plays i'll do a montage where i'll just have like a rock song in the back or whatever sometimes it's like jazz whatever you know and i just do a montage like that it's dope but there's sometimes moments where i'm it's like the music's really low and i just say some funny shit they don't really work with that format however what i've done lately is I've combined them. I've done like two minutes of epic montage because it's just one song and then funny shit, like silly, dumb, funny shit. That's, mm. You know, like me making stupid jokes. <laughs> yeah. It's been fucking with my head though, man. Like, Why is that? Honestly, like the uncertainty financially. Mm. Not knowing when this is going to become lucrative. That's deep down inside. That's what's kind of destroying me and like breaking me when this, I feel like it's not growing fast enough. The motivation for it, the drive, it kind of. The motivation is there, but it like pollutes my motivation. It sort of makes me feel bad and worried. It basically makes me feel like, man, what if nothing ever happens? Yeah. What if it doesn't? Six, like, get to where it needs to go yeah and that scares deep like it doesn't consciously scare me like i'm not going oh damn but deep down inside i could feel it kind of corroding away at me yeah it's it's always in the back of your head. Yeah, yeah dude also don't kill yourself at the one thing that you're like because sometimes i find myself working so hard that i'm just absolutely drained yeah like I'm all on it all day streaming for fucking 10 hours and it's all fueled by the fact that like I want this thing to succeed and I got a family and I got all this shit that I got to take care of Mm -hmm. and it's just like this has to work yeah yeah is it gonna be worth it that's always the question right yeah but I think it will man I think so too yeah I think look at the the growth it's already had yeah like you said it started with one or two people right yeah dude that's always where it starts like right now we might have like three people listening to this. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe know? if we're lucky. Yeah. But but that's what it is. We'll we'll just keep doing it and we'll grow it. Actually when we did the the podcast for the studio, the Radcast, um we called the first episode something like how to suck at podcasting and still <laughs> doing it anyway, you know? Because <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. You you suck at it until, you know, you get better. Um so yeah, that's that's what it is. That's what it is. I think all of this shit that we're both doing is kind of like that. Like, and looking back at ourselves twenty years from now, we're just gonna be like, "Wow, I sucked back then." Yeah, I remember art school, the slope growth. Like, yeah, yeah, 
All the dumb shit they would make us do there also. For some reason, that always pissed me off, by the way. I was always, like, pissed at my parents for putting me there. I was like... Really? Yeah, because I was like... there At some point, I enjoyed it. And then it started to get, like, really... They were telling me what to do. Like, no, you have to do an oil painting. You have to draw these fruits. You have to... Do, and I was like... But I don't want. I want to do this. Yeah, I want to draw superheroes. The fucking you know? fruits, man. The yeah. fruits. The fruits. The statues. <laughs> statues were cool because you learned the shading and the, and the lighting and stuff like that. Yeah. But only when you had to sketch it. When you had the fucking oil painted, I was like, no, just let me be, dude. Let me draw my little comic books, please. You know, oil painting was so hard. I couldn't figure out colors. No one there ever like taught me colors, like how to yeah. blend them. I remember a bunch of people like, okay, they would, the teachers would always be like, you, do you need help with something? And then the student would be like, yeah, they would sit down and do it for you yeah. and just kind of explain. Yeah. Like you should just get it. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? So I remember like, I've done this a couple of times too. I, I, when they told me to do something uh, and I didn't want to draw it or oil paint or whatever, I'd just be like, I don't understand this part. And they come, they're like, well, this is how you have to do it. And they sit there for 10 minutes and they get half the thing done. And I'm yeah. like, well, my time's up. I gotta yeah, see you later. We'll do this again tomorrow. How, how many teachers could I get to do my drawing for me without them realizing? Dude, <laughs> and you'd be surprised. Like, sometimes three of them back to back. Like, dude. <laughs> and they don't bring attention because they're all kind of just like zoning out, you know? Like, yeah. It's so Going funny. outside for a cigarette. Yeah, dude, yeah. yeah. Coffee breaks and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so funny man but it was priceless yeah it was, it was but that's where you started doing graphic design no yeah yeah was that go- the early days yeah yeah we started doing graphic design uh he was teaching us graphic design classes yeah i remember i i was there for a little bit oh yeah, yeah. word yeah, you were a part i did a lot of dragon ball z shit <laughs> that's what I, I okay so that's where we like really met each other was yeah. during those graphic design classes yeah I remember you were like sitting behind me and you had your headphones on. Yeah. Listening to like Metallica or something. Yeah, yeah. I could hear it through the headphones. Like blasting the metal back then. (laughs) Yeah. That was crazy. But that's where you kind of started learning Photoshop and all the other shit, huh? Yeah. It was. Illustrator. I remember one of the first Illustrator projects, I had to recreate a logo. I had to take it and trace it and create like a clean vector art from Mm. it. And that's pretty much where I learned how to use Illustrator. Yeah. I'm using Illustrator now on like the logos that I make. It's super handy in, in logo creation. And I remember when you made the poster for Hard Right. Oh, oh yeah, that was fucking epic. I love that man. That, that was fun. It looks like a like, like a, a movie theater yeah. theatrical release film poster. You Fuck know I mean? yeah, man! I had forgotten that I made that. Honestly, you just reminded me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorites. Thanks, bro. I enjoyed that a lot. That was the first like graphic design project. I loved, like, I was just like, this is our fucking movie right here. And you know what's crazy? You did that from a screenshot of of the the footage. Yeah. And I was actually going to tell you, we should, with this new pass, when we do it, we should uh, maybe pick some other screenshots and you can convert them like that. For sure. Because that would look insane. Yeah. Make like a series of like three or four. Yeah. Just like with the different characters. Yeah. And plus, in this one, he had his like hands down. And I remember you did a different one with his boxing gloves up. I did. Yeah. I did. We should do another one of those too. Let's do it, man. Yeah. Fuck, I didn't even realize that. You just rem- like reminded me of something awesome. Dude, those look crazy. <laughs> to sidetrack a little bit, when did you start uh, music? Music? Instruments. Instruments was... Fuck, man. 
that's what I was forced to do that I didn't want to do at all. As a kid? As a kid, I was like... Was it piano class? It was piano class. Damn. It was like 13 to like 16 or 17. Why is it always the It's piano always class. the fucking piano <laughs> class, man. And I hated it. I didn't want to do it at all. Um, it was kind of fun in moments, but like, yeah, which is... I don't know. There was funner things in my life at the time and I was just like not down. However, that ended up turning into me getting a drum set which was that's what changed everything for me drums are what got me really into music started playing the drums when i was like 16 or 17 neighbors calling the cops and shit like i would <laughs> blast noises. dude i would drums are loud They're really fucking loud yeah and i that's why i loved them to be honest that energy release you just feel these things fucking ba 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 it's so cool yeah it's, and your whole body's into it mm-hmm. using everything your everything feet, your hands you know vibrations on a level that like i miss <clears throat> uh so that's i did that and then when they started going, getting the cops called on us too much i got a guitar just to like I was working at the time i wanted to spend my money on something i was like fuck it, i'm getting a guitar so acoustic I, or electric it was electric nice. it was an it was a what was it Fucking, it was a Stratocaster that was made in Mexico. Yeah, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Sounded great. I loved it. I was playing metal on it. Um, so I, just, I mean, it was whatever. But at least you had your headphones with the amp, right? I did. Or did yeah. you blast it anyway? I blasted it a little bit. I had to hear it loud nice. and it, live in person. But yeah, I had the headphones on it too. But or I would just turn the amp down. I don't think I ever really used headphones. I just turned the amp down, and. That was a lot of fun. And then, yeah, that just got me into guitar. That got me into audio production. I started recording shit just to hear what it sounded like. Started programming drums. I just always had fun with music, man. Yeah. Music's always been a big part of my life. I started playing gigs with Alexi and Orbel. That's where I like kind of ran into you again. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that's crazy. The those tri- were awesome. At the Vino. Yeah. I miss yeah. those days, dude. That was the, the Vino gigs were the highlights of my week. Like, that would be the funnest thing I would Every do. Every Wednesday? Every Wednesday, man. So, you're not performing anywhere musically right now. Parties and stuff. Anything where it's just like a paid gig, we'll all go play. Nice. We're actually recording a video, me, Rama, and Alexi, uh, next playing week. in like a live recording space so that we can send those videos out to different venues in LA and see if they want to like, you know, like bars and shit that just want a band playing. Those kinds of gigs. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. What about graphic design-wise, drawing-wise? Tell me where you're at with that stuff. I just bought myself yesterday, because I've been drawing digitally lately. Just on my, my buddy gave me this Cintiq, which is basically a monitor you can draw on. Mm-hmm. And it has its strengths, for sure. There's a lot of really good things about it. But for me, the accuracy of my inking, it's just not as precise as a pen. I've tried, and I'm sure I can get there at some point, but I, I wanted a pen again because mm. I can really get the lines and just the, you know, I can make it look the way I want to make it look. Better My, control. With better control. Yeah. Exactly. So I just, yesterday I bought a new sketch pad with like 20 sheets and I started drawing and I used the pencil first because I, I never really used to do that. I used to just take a pen and just go. And if I fuck up, I fuck up. But every now and then I'd create some dope ass shit. Obviously, certain ones would get, you know, you'd overdo it. You can't take ink back. You'd mess up. 
But man, it was cool. But now I'm trying to create like a general shape with a pencil because that's how a lot of comic book artists did it. Yeah. They get the shape with the pencil, erase, figure it out, figure out how you want it to look, and then you ink it. Yeah. And that ink is where the magic happens. Oh, yeah. You know? I know. I, I was at Comic-Con one year as a kid, and one of my favorite artists, his name is Terry Dodson. He's done a lot of Spider-Man comics, X-Men comics, stuff like that. And um, I met him over there and like... I saw like when he was doing commissions or if he was doing or selling his pieces or whatever, just the process, you know what I mean? And him and his wife work together. He pencils everything, she inks it, and then they'll upload it and on the computer with Photoshop or whatever, they'll color it. That's you know? so cool. Yeah. So I remember I bought a piece. It's uh, Spider-Man fighting Venom. Nice. And it's like different comic panels from like a page of an actual comic. Sick. But the the insane thing was... I didn't imagine how big it was going to be. Like, when you see a comic book, it's small, right? It's in your hands. Yeah. But the actual page they drew it on is, like, the size of this desk. It's right big, here. yeah. Yeah, and, and they'll upload that and then start polishing it, you know? Word. So when I bought the actual piece, it was that big. I was like, holy shit. You know, I got more than I asked for. Yeah. <laughs> shit, that makes me want to get a bigger paper. <laughs> I was like, maybe I should be... No, but yeah, I... Yeah, I mean, I, you get to do more detail that way. Exactly, so, yeah. exactly. So tell me about your current creative goals, because you're creating on all these different platforms, but what other goals do you have? What do you want to achieve maybe by the end of the year or by in the next few years or any projects in mind? Yeah, there's a short that I wrote, very short, like like a three-minute short, um, and I really want to animate it, but the the task at hand is so foreign to me. Mm. I've never, I could, I could draw off every frame. I know how to do that. I've done that before, but I'm trying to avoid that. However, if I do the math for a three minute short, it might be worth it. It might actually look super fucking cool. So I'm just, damn. Yeah. I just had that thought in my head right now. Animation is sick, especially like anime style. Yeah. Animation. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that Japanese anime. Dude, my cousin, uh, she lives in Russia. She does that for a living. She she just draws like anime style. No shit. And she'll she draws like all these like Korean pop stars, and and fans are just like at the door asking her for commissions. Like, oh, can you draw this person? Can you draw this singer for me? And like, she's just it's all hand drawn too. You know what I mean? Dude. Yeah, so that style is very sick. People will take... I even saw an article the other day. Some artists drew, like, all these popular movies as anime, like, like with the anime style. It was Conan. It was, like, Terminator 2. <laughs> like, whatever. Like, Avatar and, like, all this shit. And I'm like, damn. You t take anything and put it anime, it looks dope. Dude. So I recommend that. So you just got inspired me so much just by saying that because now I'm thinking... I'm already draw I'm drawing... Like comic panels right now, essentially, but with no rhyme or reason, just whatever looks fucking cool. Just like drawing it as you look, or are you doing it off your imagination? I'm doing it off my imagination, but I'm looking at reference material. I'm looking at what the existing character looks like from a bunch of different angles, and then I'm creating my own angle. Oh, so I see. I'm not copying something, but I'm using a lot of reference source material. Nice. Just so I see what other artists have done with his character. Yeah. And creating, in order for me to create the most original version of my own. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And now you got me thinking, maybe I'll just take the panel that I did and I'll record audio, like his voice, 
and I'll just make the little things on his mouth wiggle. You could do that. I could do some silly <laughs> shit, dude. You there's know, apps that do that now. Really? I swear to God, yeah. There's <laughs> it's all these crazy apps. I want to show you what it looks like now. I just I just drew it yesterday. Let me see. I, I know the people on the interwebs aren't going to be able to see, it, but you'll see it eventually. My phone's broken, but oh hell yeah, that's what it looks like. The broken glass gives it texture. Too. Yeah, that's what he was saying. She was like, "Whoa, that actually looked cool." I'm like, "Oh damn, yeah." And you're gonna color that? I'm gonna. I'm trying to decide if I want to add more ink, like more ink detail, or if I want to just go directly to colorizing it in Photoshop, or if I even just want to make it black and white and do it pencil on top. I'm just like, I don't know where to go. For those that can't see, how would you describe that character that you drew? Zed is like a dark ninja. He's an evil ninja. Mm. In this game, League of Legends, there's multiple ninja characters, and there's two that are like, like butting heads. Shen is like the good moral, on like the Ned Stark ninja. I see. And then, um, then you have Zed, who's just dark, like Arya, like Lord Ar- Zed from Power Rangers, <laughs> almost. <laughs> and actually, I think his character is inspired by Lord Zed from it Power Rangers. It looks pretty close. It yeah. does. Yeah, there's something about him that's like from him. Dude, that guy's badass. Super badass. I guess, yeah, comparing it to Game of Thrones, Shen is Ned, and Arya is Zed. Oh. Arya is a fucking assassin, and that's what Zed is. Zed is an assassin. He fucks people up, dude. As a character in that game, his abilities are so fucking dope. So dope. Nice. Yeah. What's what can he do? Okay, so I'll I'll tell you what he can do. Every character basically has four abilities, uh, and then a passive ability. So... One of his one of his abilities, he just throws a shuriken, a uh, ninja star. Yeah. Another ability, he like spins and he slashes everybody around him, so he can hit multiple people. And then another, this is what makes him fucking cool, is he can cast a shadow of himself. Wow. A- and that shadow does whatever you do. So I can I can create the shadow of myself, and if I throw a shuriken, it also throws a shuriken. So that's how I can do more damage. Damn. Throw the shadow, and then we both attack. You can, and then I can also move to that shadow. I can I can teleport there. Triple damage right there, huh? It's double damage until I use my ultimate ability, which makes me disip. So if someone's trying to attack me, right, and they throw something at me, like they throw this big fucking fireball at me, right? Yeah. I can use my ultimate ability to literally be invisible for a second. If something's coming at me, I just go invisible. But does that stuff go through it you? It goes through me. Oh, shit. I go invisible for a second, and I reappear behind the person. And it creates a third shadow, and that's how you do triple damage. That's some Game of Thrones shit, though. Dude, you it's nasty. Admit. It's fucking... That's like that <laughs> demon that comes out of uh, Melisandre. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. His shadow looks a lot like that Melisandre <laughs> vagina demon. For sure. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. It complements my personality, I guess. Sneaky as fuck. Like, oh. It's good. Yeah. On that note, uh, we're basically almost at an hour. Nice. And why don't we take this time to promote all your material and all your content? Yeah, I'm just uh, Apricot Jams. You can search me on YouTube, SoundCloud, Twitch. Uh, ApricotJams.net is where the podcast lives. And uh, also on Instagram, Apricot Jams. So, yeah, if you want to. And they're all different shit. Like, Instagram is art. YouTube is videos I edited. Twitch is obviously live streaming. SoundCloud is some of my music. But soon I'll be putting the podcast on there too because that's a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm doing shit. So if you, if you want to come check it out, let me know what you think. Sounds good. And the first interview is in the books. 
That episode was brought to you by no one. <laughs> just me and him talking. Because we don't have any sponsors. Because we just started doing this. Uh, thank I thank anyone who's actually listening to this and actually made it to the end. Because you're awesome. And you're our biggest fan. Alright guys, more to come. Catch you later. Bye.